Welcome, welcome to the VetGlow podcast, a wellbeing space for the veterinary community in Ireland and beyond. My name is Aoife Smith and I'm a qualified vet nurse and psychologist who is super passionate about helping you to cultivate a peaceful space inside your head. We talk all things mindset, mental health and how to make boundaries your boyfriend. We deep dive into all of your interpersonal relationships and we get you the kick-ass confidence that you absolutely deserve. Are you ready for your veterinary glow up? Keep listening. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Athena's Mind Veterinary, the podcast. That is the last time that I will ever say that because going forward, we have a name change. I am so excited about this. I had an intuitive nudge or pull to do this name change for a number of weeks and I sat on it just because I wanted to make absolutely sure that this was the right decision. However, my intuition is definitely laughing at me because as soon as I felt the intuitive nudge, you know, that was definitely my cue to go ahead and change the podcast name. There are a number of reasons behind it. However, to sum up all the reasons, what I will say is that we are due a new start we're due a clean slate, we're due a fresh set of eyes on the situation and I just thought what a better way to welcome this new chapter on this journey with a name change. So we are now going from Athena's Mind Veterinary, the podcast, and Athena will always be with us and we will always be Team Athena, but we're going from that to the Veclo podcast. With that being said, I have an absolutely beautiful episode for you today. I speak with Murren and Sarah from Equitas and they're basically with me to chit chat about how their goal of equity within Ireland's equine industry is empowering women to speak on topics that have never been given the limelight before and have never been spoken about before among that community um, we chat about you know what Equitas is what it means to both them as individuals and the collective and the many exciting opportunities that it's given to women within the equine industry so I'm super duper excited to introduce you to Maureen and Sarah it was an absolute joy to have the chat that we had some topics covered are topics that are super duper close to my heart um, and a huge part of why I do the mental health work that I do and these conversations have actually not been brought to the pod so far so I was absolutely honoured to be able to chat to Maureen and Sarah today and really deep dive on what we what we went into so without further ado here is Maureen and Sarah and I will catch you soon. So I am with the beautiful Murren and Sarah from Equitas this evening, um, as I've already told you. So we're going to start off, ladies, obviously, big hello. You're so welcome. Um, I'm buzzed to have this conversation with you. Um, Who are you? What do you do? Fill me in on all the good stuff. Um, So my name is Sarah. Um, Obviously, I have an interest in horses. It's kind of why we're all here. Um, and I am one of the writers with Equitas, um, I have my own podcast, just generally obsessed with horses. Um, and yeah, 
I, don't, I always feel like that's a difficult question because I'm like, which is the most relevant details? But, yeah, uh, they're all relevant, all of them. <laughs> and if I'm inspired by what she says, I'll add in. <laughs> Fab. Marin, have you anything to add? Uh, no, I am. Um, <laughs> I have had horses all my life, basically, Amazing. pretty much. Um, I am a qualified veterinary nurse. Um, but I do not work in practice anymore. I work in a pre-training yard with thoroughbreds and I am lucky enough to write for Equitas and the grassroots. Amazing, beautiful. So what is Equitas? Fill me in. Um, I suppose the simplest way, and I haven't haven't done all like, Shane has it really well written out, but I suppose the way I look at it is it's an opportunity for women's voices to be amplified so that our perspectives within the industry can then be amplified I love that so much yeah so that's kind of equitas in one sentence that was my like next question was what is it like in one compressed sentence that's so beautiful um what makes it what makes it unique like what makes it special I'm playing devil's advocate because I know exactly why we need it like I'm not silly but I just like would love to hear it from your point of view you know I don't think there is a representative body within the equine industry that is advocating strongly enough for women that would be purely my own personal Mm -hmm. opinion but Mm -hmm. it's it's such like as as Shane and Mike keep saying like up to 70 75% of the writers in the grassroots gazette are female mm. and they were listening to us crying out to speak about things to have opinions about things and there there was no platform to do it so wow. they created a platform for us to enable us to be able to do it which is just amazing like mm. between the pair of them and the two sarahs like i don't actually fully know if they realize how much they have opened up an entire world to people like yeah. it's amazing even like the Flo Carter was on the um she did a live stream with Sarah and Helen O'Hanlon and yeah. uh, Sarah said to her would you like to write like would you like to put in an article and she said I have wanted to write an article since I was nine or ten years of age for an equine any equine production I never mm. thought I could I never thought I'd be able to so even that, like for somebody that's so huge and has such a presence, mm-hmm. they, to think that she couldn't and now has been given a platform to do it is stunning. I, I think as well, a big thing for me is if you look at scientific research, if you look at women in sport for years and years and generations, women's perspectives haven't been taken into account. And yeah. we're so much, even though we're established in the equine industry, if you try and find female specific scientific research in general <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so difficult to find mm-hmm. so yep. what that does is it gives an opportunity for us to be able to speak directly to other women and yeah. to be able to talk about like what's actually needs to be talked about so my first article was done on periods um love it i i don't know that i would have thought to write about that had it not been writing directly to women so mm-hmm. i think that's where Equitas really comes to the fore because it gives us an opportunity that like I've grown up with the idea that oh you can't talk around periods about periods around men so I don't want to write it but as soon as you go it's just for women I'm like great well this is something that's really relevant (laughs) this is something all women deal with 
that we can actually say it and we can talk about it. And I think that's part of where Equitas really comes to the fore is because it creates opportunities for us to be able to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. What was your angle with periods? Like what was what was what you were talking about, Sarah? Um, so it was kind of like the introductory piece. I was trying to get in a way kind of like introduce it so people can become more comfortable with it. Um, mm. But that we can try and take ownership of what's happening, try and like keep diaries, take notes of what's actually going on in your period. First mm. of all, you can notice for if there's something medically wrong. So mm. many women don't know what a healthy period is. And because yes. they're not taking notes, they're not realizing that, you know, issues are coming up this consistently. Um, but just the more we can learn about our own cycles, our own period, then if, you know, on the third day of our cycle every month, if we feel awful and spend the day in bed with a hot water bottle, don't plan a marathon that day. It's not yes. going to happen. Yes. <laughs> it's just little things that we can try and do to take ownership of, um, of our health and of what we're doing day to day to try and make it all a little bit more palatable for our lives and make our lives easier. So 110%. That was how it started. Where it goes now. I absolutely love that because it kind of counteracts. Like there's an always ad at the moment. I I've never said or used a brand name in my podcast before, so I'm hoping that like <laughs> I just as I said it, I was like, am I allowed to say always? Surely. Here, listen. If we're allowed to say period, we're allowed to say always. Yep. <laughs> like let it be known. Let it be known. But there's an always ad at the moment, and. I think the lady might be like a it's either a ballerina or an ice skater and yes have you seen it yes and why is it for all of the ads for period products it's like you can do 20 million spins on the Mm -hmm. ice if you have our tampon in or you can run such and such a distance if you so I love what you're doing Sarah because you're like keep a diary like please can we start to notice what we feel like every single day so that we don't actually have to do 10 spins on the ice like I don't know any other person who gets a period that wants to do that so I love that you're like keep a diary please take note of what you want like I just think that's so beautiful I also think as well we're gaslit quite often by medical professions in terms of our periods so I love that like there's a real empowering angle to keeping a diary isn't there like that's really gorgeous love it it just gives you an opportunity to because I think this pressure on women automatically that we have to achieve everything to achieve something whereas yes. part of what Equitas is going to do yes, is we, we exist congratulations that's an achievement yes in that way that rather than us feeling like we have to move mountains to get a seat at the table we're mm. already at the table let's start from there but we we've gotten access to the table now so we can push on from there rather than having to do olympic level effort to get near the table to try and get access so yeah, yeah that's that's Equitas's. i love that like it's about damn time that our presence was enough isn't it it's yes. about time because i feel like with men particularly white men their presence is just enough like they can just they can just sit back like it doesn't have to be justified whereas yeah it it seems to need to be justified in the majority yeah. of cases with women which is ridiculous yeah for, for sure was there anything in particular that sparked like what sparked equitas like who was it that went oh my gosh this is something I really want to do or like what happened how did it get sparked it was Shane and Mike 
So Shane and Mike started the Grassroots Gazette mm-hmm. and the Grassroots Movement. And uh, I think for edition 17, Sarah, is that right? I think. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong on that one, but I think it's edition 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. And they noticed that the majority of writers were female and the majority, <clears throat> excuse me, of people that were coming back to them to speak to them mm. and to talk about the equine industry were female. Yeah. So they went to the two Sarahs about starting Equitas and they both jumped in wholeheartedly like Sarah. So one of those Sarahs is the Sarah that does the podcast with our Sarah Darker that's just had the baby. So she was texting in labour about Equitas. So that will tell you how much this means to people. Like she is a powerhouse, extraordinaire. And like our other Sarah has Paige and she's only a couple of months old. And like they're just stunning. But the, the two boys, in fairness to them, they just went with it. Is that mm. this is needed? We need to have it. They put the teams together, the advisory boards together, the writers boards together, and they just jumped in head first and took it. I absolutely like, love that. I just can't like, express how much I adore that. Like the fact that two lads were like, "Let's go for it. Yeah. Let's do it." And they'll say it themselves. Like, like mm. Shane will openly put his hands up and say. I have never walked a day in women's shoes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's 2022. He could if you wanted to. <laughs> he could. He could. Yeah. I keep telling him I'm going to buy him a pair of high heels for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Fab. Um, yeah. But like for, for two men to even recognize the fact that it's needed mm. and to want to build something that gives such a voice to people is just amazing. Yeah, like, you just have to apply to them first. Yeah, for sure. So, like off the back of that, then what would you say that the main values of Equitas are? Like, have they been pinned down yet? I suppose like the whole thing with Equitas is the tagline that we use with it is empowering change together. Mm-hmm. So, the main values that it would come with is like equity. We want everybody to have equity within the equine industry. We don't want equality, and we're very clear that we don't want equality. Because equality is giving everybody the three steps up. Not everybody mm-hmm. needs it. Some people are already three steps up. We want to level the playing field and create access for more people to be able to voice their concerns. But not necessarily, like we don't just want Equitas to be a thing where we all come together and give out about things. It's mm-hmm. to celebrate people. Sure. It's to empower change. It's to empower the people who are around us. Like they're, if you flick through the magazine, like the people in it and the women in it are absolutely incredible mm-hmm. and even to have oh. like I looked at the contents page and I was like it's so unreal that my name is beside these people forget the fact I wrote for it. I at that point I didn't even care I was like my name's on this list this is brilliant like I love Aww. this like, my name's on the list um so I think that's like the biggest thing that it it's bigger than us so it's bigger than just yeah. wearing a mic talking to you it's bigger than just the writers it's a whole movement that is going to be started that is going to put women at the table put us at the forefront and help us to empower change but that we're bringing everyone with us and it's not a it's not a one-man show we're not sending one person out to do it we're all doing it together um and that's i think that's kind of the core thing is the together i know it's not necessarily value but the together for me Mm -hmm. is is 
yeah definitely well it's empowering to do things as a group sometimes for sure so I definitely think that's like a valid value and I find it so interesting that you were able to come to the conclusion that you don't you're not looking for equality which I think like for me I think equality is something that my brain automatically goes to when I think of you know women moving up in the ranks and like having our voices heard and what we stand for so I find that fascinating that you're able to conclude like we don't want equality necessarily where did that thought come from or like how was that conclusion reached I think it's something that when Shane was initially like I know Shane rang me about it first he Mm. was like equality is a great idea and I was like no I don't like that Mm. (laughs) I don't Mm. like that and I know that he was having conversations with loads and loads and loads of people and Sarah Ella talked about it a lot and she was really really strong that equity is the key word it's mm-hmm. equality is a great idea but in order to achieve equality equity has to be gained first mm-hmm. and it's I think if you listen to the narrative around like women in media women in sport women and everything equality as a goal is a brilliant goal but I think it's it's the goal but it's not the process so we need to but gain equity but until you gain equity you're never going to gain equality because if you give everyone the same thing at the level we're at now we're still keeping the same gaps because yeah. everyone's the same amount of a leg up whereas if we can go to the people who need the extra help or who need more space to be created for them mm. and space then they can come to the table as equal partners as well rather than yeah. having partners sitting around the same table yeah I love that I love that angle on it I feel like you've hit on something really important there as well haven't you like I feel like if it's like at the moment we say things like women in sports women in this women in that whereas if we did have or were achieving equality already it'd probably just be called sports (laughs) yeah yeah you know we wouldn't have like women in sports women in podcasting women in veterinary is something I hear about all the time veterinary women and yeah that's such a good point I feel like when it's one of my biggest pet peeves I have to say really okay really it really bugs me that Mm. if there's if there's something say there's a soccer match on Mm -hmm. on the telly and there's a soccer match but then there's a lady soccer match why does it have to be a lady soccer match it's still just soccer match it just happens to be played by ladies or the same as rugby or football or Mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. it is it's one of those things that I look at going I really wish that didn't happen it really yeah. like my husband would be laughing at me going but like is it not a good thing that it's on the telly and it's getting more coverage and you know there's things and I'm like yes it is it's wonderful but it's one of those little pet peeves that I just go oh I really wish somebody would just tell them it doesn't need to be pointed out like yes yeah 100 percent. yeah some of my family members my dad in particular shout out to my dad he's getting he's getting better at in fact he's getting quite good at like noticing now like the maybe inequalities or I don't know if I can say inequities um amongst things and like quite recently he he looked at um I think it was a pitch that like the girls were playing on or something and he he was like they're that's it that's not right why do the lads get to go to Croke Park or whatever and the women get stuck in wherever and I was like thank god like it's you know some we're starting to ask these questions now but it is it's it's jarring isn't it to see like a lady soccer match as if they're less than like it's terrible yeah oh really like I'm thinking I have to bite my tongue at Mm -hmm. 
like I, when I was playing rugby, it drove me mental how often we would walk out onto the pitch and you're looking at yet another set of pink jerseys. And it's like, you yeah. know, you're, that is not a surprise to you. Yeah. Mm. Do they really think they have to label it to be bright pink to tell yeah, everyone? To, be, yeah, to tell everyone. fact that you've 15 women running around on the pitch. That should be indication enough. Um, and it's, it's little things that can be fixed so easily. Like if they just started saying in men's rugby tonight and in women's mm. rugby, yeah, they're still identifying it, but they're yeah. actually identifying both rather than assuming it's men's rugby is real rugby and mm. women's rugby yeah. is time entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> because it's gone so much further past that. Um, so it's really little small details that I think people like, like you say, like your dad are getting better at noticing because my dad now, he used to coach women's rugby mm. and he'll come to me and be like, this is ridiculous. Did you see that? Did you see this? Fab. And I found within our club, having men's players coaching us was great. Yeah. Because when they're yeah. like, women's, they were genuinely confused as to why we weren't getting something because they've always had it. Yeah. So I think yeah. Yeah, I think a massive part of it as well, and something we're conscious of with exercise as well, is like just because we're looking for a women's movement doesn't mean we're excluding men. Like, no. if men are up for joining us, come with us. Like, oh, this is going to be a massive movement. <laughs> Nobody else. Yeah. So we're that's, that's a major thing. Yeah. I also wonder, like, in this moment, it's just popped into my head, but I wonder, you know, by labeling something like women's rugby or women's whatever, um, are we actually making it less inclusive than we would like? Because then where do we place, you know, members of the transgender community? Where do we place, yeah. you know, members of the non-binary community? Um, people who don't know yet people who like where do all of those people who deserve to be included in whatever they want to be included in like where do we put them then you know that way so I guess then like where are you at now like you've you know you've written a couple of articles and you're like getting a feel for things like how is everything going at the moment um it's really kicking off everything is okay. crazy busy which mm-hmm. is fantastic like the the live stream today was with a lady from australia and um, like talk about a light bulb moment like sitting looking at this woman who is is basically has the same concept as equitas mm-hmm. and really wants the same uh, the same core values as equitas and she's on the other side of the world doing wow. her little thing over there and we're on our side of the world doing our little thing here and through the magic of instagram it all blended together at the one time like it's it's deadly to see the community that it's making mm. between everybody like even the writers like i didn't know sarah before the grassroots gazette i i mm-hmm. didn't know any of the lads before it like so it's mm-hmm. amazing to be able to to come together and see that and see how quickly everybody's saying god do you know we could really do something here like we could make something amazing for the next generation the next generation the following generation that Mm. they won't have to worry about talking about periods within an equine community they won't have to worry about if if they're not going to be good enough because of what gender they are Mm -hmm. it won't be a thing because we can just break that and stop Mm -hmm. well hopefully (laughs) 
Yeah. The plan would be to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. Let's just take over the world with this thing. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> casual, like, yeah, yeah. Casual world domination. Um, the kind of, I suppose, value of collaboration is really sort of coming across to me at the moment. Would that have been one of the reasons why you wanted to join the grassroots community slash Equitas? Were there other reasons? Like, what kind of like sucked you in? both as individuals and as a collective i mean for me personally i came kept coming up as an ad on uh, my instagram and i was like oh it'd be so cool to write for a magazine i was like there's absolutely no reason why anyone would want to listen to me like i don't compete internationally i barely i have an ex-racehorse who i think is the best thing ever but like I can tell people about her and I can see them like glazing over and getting bored so I'm like fair I, I can see why like <laughs> so I, was, I I had no real reason of why I should write mm-hmm. but then I kind of got a little bit stubborn and I was like well no because <laughs> I'm gonna have to come up with something because I am still a part of the equine industry and the grassroots movement and if they're going to talk about um with, like if they're going to try and talk about including everybody well then they may listen to me so I love that article. I well, first of all, I got in contact with Shane and I talked him through what I wanted to do for my first article, and he was like, "Yes, amazing, brilliant." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what? What do you mean, amazing and brilliant?" And he was like, "No, great, great idea." And I submitted the first article, and he was like, "This is brilliant. I love it." Aww. Literally, having Mike and Shane is like having cheerleaders the Aww. entire. Time. It's brilliant. I'm They're learning. Unbelievable. It's I I don't take compliments, but I'm 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 having to. <laughs> it's amazing it's honestly it's brilliant and then as all things that when you're interacting with Shane one thing leads to another and you're like suddenly like I'm writing for Equitas I am on this for Equitas I have done (laughs) I don't even know how many articles I've done for the Grassroots Gazette I've done media-based stuff I whatever literally you get a text going can you do this and you're like yeah wait what have I said yes to let's look back at that but yeah it's it's really snowballed snowballed from there I would say Mm-hmm. it sounds like a really intuitive process Sarah like the fact that you just followed your intuition right the way through like you saw an ad and you were like no I'm just gonna give that a go or and then you know you get well, talking to Shane and you're like this is my idea and you follow on through yeah I mean I, I ignored it for a while because I was like it's not for me but then mm. then I had a stubborn moment and uh, it's worked out so far <laughs> yeah yeah did you have a stubborn moment or did your intuition have a stubborn moment I wonder <laughs> I don't know. Either way, one thing I have like writer for in my Instagram bio, and I'm like, oh, this looks Aww. really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, amazing! And then, Marin, how did you kind of get into it? Like, how were you sort of pulled in? I think I actually saw somebody had shared it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that it was Sarah, the ordinary equestrian. It was, it was Sarah. And um, I actually have a degree in journalism and I Amazing. never used it. Ne- like went to it because if I put my hand on my heart, I went to it because my dad told me if I wanted to work in the stud farm I wanted to work in, I had to go to college first. So I found a college course that was three days a week so I could come home and work in my little stud farm. <laughs> Aww. to be honest now I did love like I, I loved to write but it was mm. never something that I actually thought I'd be able to do and yeah. then time just kind of passed by and I never really used it and um I was looking I was like god 
I'd quite like to do that. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. And Mike rang me and I was like, look, I will talk to hind heads off a donkey, but I don't know if I can write. So he was like, How would you commit to um a couple of articles? It's like, no, they could be awful and you mightn't want to read Aww. them. And then I'd be really embarrassed. Like, I don't know. Let's just go with one and see how we get on. Mm-hmm. But it, for me, genuinely after that, it was the community of people. Aww. It was just amazing. Like I remember sending Sarah a message and saying, like, thank you so much you shared this and I saw it and you gave me enough confidence to want to go and do this. And uh, like, I've been talking to Sarah a couple of times every week now. If the, mm-hmm. Like I never would have even been brave enough to think like I might send her a message cause she mightn't mind. And now she's chatting away and it's just lovely. It's just, it's genuinely the, the people and mm-hmm. how, like Sarah is dead right. Like Shane and Mike are unbelievable. They would make you think you could actually take over the world and they will back you to take over the world. And that is it. Like Shane rang me. He was going on holidays and he rang and he said, what do you think about taking over the social media campaign for the launch of Equitas? Like, uh, yeah. And after about five minutes, I was like, oh, I don't know now, Shane. I'm, I'm not very sure. <laughs> and then I started to panic. And he was like, you got this. You just got it. Go do it. It's grand. Like they will genuinely back anything that and like, where can you go wrong in that? Mm-hmm. Like if you have that hype power behind you, you will convince yourself that you can do it all. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. For somebody I- like I would not be a confident person in lots and lots of aspects. And they are just unreal, to be fair to them. Like. The way our podcast started was actually that I kind of floated the idea. Didn't I? I kind of went, oh, it'd be cool to do a podcast, and then I get a text going, when, where, how, what? Like, give me all. <laughs> also, uh, aside from the Connie Chronicles, would be great to do it with, and Sarah from the Ordinary Equestrian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never spoken to these girls in my life. And Shane Aww. was like, Oh, I've decided that's a good grouping, so go for it. And yeah. I thought we do a podcast together. <laughs> I'm like. I wouldn't have thought to met like like Murren, I wouldn't have thought to message either of them because I'd have been like, oh, they'd probably get bombarded. They <laughs> <laughs> just to go about their day. <laughs> you you told me that person. Aww. Um, but honestly, like the, the pair of them are brilliant, and the podcast is so much fun to do. And we have an excuse, like we we got Murren to come onto it, and like we have an excuse to basically anyone who wants to talk to. We're like, do you, do you want to come talk to? Like, do you want to come brilliant. do it? Amazing. <laughs> and then. We- being like two hour long where we have to like cut out massive chunks of it because we start going <laughs> and tangents and discussing movies and but it's, it's so really a wall but it's that's so <laughs> but, fab like because that they're building that we then can have like podcasts and do all the fun stuff around it because there's such good foundations in place and everyone in it is so lovely and so willing to encourage everyone. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Like, so, so much. It's funny, isn't it? I feel like Shane and Mike, like, are they a rarity? Because it's not often I hear that two men are so unapologetically hyping up women. I mean, you'd have to be very brave to have that many women complaining and to be like, can I make it louder? 
like can we amplify this can we give you opportunities but genuinely the pair of them just like yeah heard us. like I I know I did one article that it was um about like women just wanting to get home safely and I was mm. really I like sent it and I was like this is going in and they were like yep absolutely um do you want to write more like that and I was like what <laughs> what do you mean write more like that because I like I even sent him an email and I was like no this one's a little bit like this one's very intense um and if you don't want to put it in that's fine you know we can I'll do something else and they were like no nope, it's going in straight away perfect and it went in but they I, are mm-hmm. like the some of the the articles were so hard hitting and they were on such real topics like real topics mm. to all of us and real things to all of us and like even speaking to the lads today like that's what we want we don't yeah. want something that's going to skim over the top of things equitas means an awful lot to an awful lot of people already and we mm. want somebody be to be able to pick it up and look at it and say Jesus, I'm so glad Sarah's after writing about periods. It makes me feel a bit better now. Mm. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to, like Sarah Ellerit, excuse me, my dog is attacking me here as I speak. Um, <laughs> Classic. This is a battery it, podcast. Anything goes. <laughs> um, she wrote about being a role model and mm. like having to step up to become a role model. And like the other, the, the, oh, lads, if you genuinely, if you read one article in the magazine, read a, I shouldn't say magazine, in the platform, uh, read a letter to my son. Okay. Okay. I'm definitely going to just go and read that after this, oh, like fully. I think really? I cried for probably well over an hour, I'd say. Wow. Now, I don't know if it's because I have a son and he's 10 and oh. a lot of of my thinking would be so I can change for his generation mm. I want it different for him but it just struck such a chord so this oh. is amazing this is what it's about mm-hmm. she can sit and write her thoughts and know that that's going to go down in history yeah to be there forever yes. like it's just it's it's an amazing like such a powerful movement mm. and I think it's been done so well like yeah. everything is is combined mm. everything is like as Sarah said earlier on it's true everybody yes it's, it's not one person saying well I think we should do this and I think we should do that like everyone and it's the movement together mm. which I don't know I've obviously never worked on other magazines but you can see in the within the industry how it seems to be one person or one brand or one group mm-hmm. but this is a collective which is yeah. just amazing Thank yeah <laughs> I love that on the one hand I feel like I'm sitting listening to us all and we're like raving about it and we're like this is the best thing ever part of me like just a small part of me is kind of sad as well because isn't that like what's supposed to happen like we're here like marveling at Mike and Shane and they're like amazingness and they are amazing but I'm also wondering why all men aren't just that do you know that way like that is that is the like bare minimum I guess like that is the like why is the bar so low yeah I guess why I'm asking 
do you know what I'm asking like why why is it that we can sit here and be like oh my god that's unreal and sure like Shane and Mike are probably like yeah yeah <laughs> like that's just normal and, and we're yeah. like yeah it is normal but like not you know not every man is aware of aware of that even bare minimum like at all I think I was very lucky like I grew up in a house where it didn't make any difference Mm, it did amazing if like my brothers my I have two older brothers and they were both big into rallying and my <laughs> I have an older sister who god love her we're always dragging her yeah she, <laughs> I think she did like two Irish dancing lessons but she was big into speech and drama and acting and that kind of, of crack and the rest of us were quite outdoorsy like but mm-hmm. like if I wanted to keep a pony I walked out the pony I fed the pony, mm. I watched the pony, I did whatever the case may be. But there was never a barrier there. It, it didn't make a difference if I was male or female or neither. You That's did what you had to do. And that was it. And I remember ringing dad and explaining about Equitas. He was like, Maureen, like, this actually sounds like you. Aww. It sounds like something that you would want to do. I was like, yep. I have, I have, I said, like, I thought everybody keeps saying, like, and I know it sounds ridiculous and it's a bit cliche, but it's such a beautiful tribe of people that have Mm -hmm. come together that all want the one movement. And like to find that, and especially within the equine industry, like, it's just amazing. I know Mm. I keep saying amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. Um, I suppose with all that being said, ladies, like what is your message to the equine community? Like if you had the whole community in front of you right now, right this second, and you had a megaphone in your hand, like what would you say? Like what would wow. you want them to know like right now? What a question. Mm, it's a biggie. Sorry. <laughs> I think I got very lucky within mm. the industry. Like some of the stories and some of the things that I'd hear now are very different to what I was obviously very privileged to have around me mm-hmm. now obviously look there were some people that it didn't work very well with but I, I think I would love people to know that we are all in it for the horse mm. everything starts and stops with the horses you can be you can pull a horse up from a bog or you can take it out of a multi-million euro yard. Mm-hmm. But it's still the love of the horse that brings us all there. And mm-hmm. if we can level and have our equity at that, then to me, it's a pretty good starting point. That's gorgeous. I love that. I suppose my thing would be kind of to do the classic, what Marion said, and... <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, I agree with all of what Maureen said, but mm. my big thing is being female isn't something that limits us. There's yes. an automatic assumption of like, oh, women aren't as strong as men. Mm. No. So I creatively think of how, like, you, we all know there are certain horses which just give you a direct no. It doesn't matter how strong you are. The yeah. answer is no. <laughs> and you have to try and like work your way around it to be like, right, let's make friends. Let's do this really nicely. And I think there can be a perception of like women aren't as strong women can't do this women can't do that where women can we might do it differently but we can do it um mm-hmm. and I think like I love that lot, sir oh women can be very emotional yes it's what gives us our empathy 
and yes. what makes us so powerful is one of the most powerful thing we have as women mm-hmm. so why is that what's being classed as what's limiting us it's not we have unique ability by being female that we have our empathy that we have always had to think creatively to get around strength related issues so we're creative thinkers and we when we get stubborn or when we get determined we will get things done Mm. so I think that would be my big thing is like just because they're female doesn't make them weaker it makes them differently strong yes or powerful 100% and to like shove a little bit of psychology on there because that's what I do and that's what I love um sexism is actually an unconscious process I think people don't realize that it's not a conscious thing and it's an unconscious process that happens because men are actually threatened by women like that's how it works it's how racism works as well so like you know by saying to a woman oh you're so emotional yeah you threatened <laughs> I yes. love it. Like, oh you're really emotional and go oh thank you no, yes <laughs> yeah like, thank you. I appreciate that <laughs> yes yeah you're not I'm concerned <laughs> as a trainee psychotherapist <laughs> I'm concerned like yeah yeah <laughs> there are so many reasons to be concerned and someone's like I don't feel things you're like okay that could be a trauma response or psychopath Um, I also think a lot of people don't realize it's happening so yes like people they genuinely they've grown up with something even like a little thing like you know when you're in school and they go oh can some of the stronger boys come and like bring in the chairs yes it's because it's an unconscious process yeah yeah Yeah. it's always (laughs) but automatically they're coming like oh can the stronger boys and you're like they're like nine and ten <laughs> the lads haven't gotten stronger than the girls yet. <laughs> like, yeah yeah maybe if they're like 20 I'm like yeah fair I'm not mm. necessarily as strong as a fully grown man but when you're nine and ten like you're on a level playing field still so yeah. I don't think they realize it's like little things that gets built in or like that gets built into language like the one that really annoys me is when they look at a man and go isn't he great for babysitting his kids bare minimum behavior bare minimum behavior (laughs) even that phrase like babysitting your kids you don't babysit your own your own child yeah (laughs) yeah and they're sitting there looking at going oh my god she's really struggling like the house isn't the tidiest and you know she's washing to do but look at him babysitting the kids isn't he great Mm. and you're like yeah they both have equal access to the house they both have equal access to the washing both it's not it's not like that you have to get passwords to get into these things they're equal access yes yeah drives me mental um but I I genuinely because there is language like that around I don't think a lot of people realize how sexist they're being and how much they're putting on women that's unfairly placed so yeah yeah, that's like it's a little gripe Yeah, another question, I guess, like, who do you look up to most in the equine industry? I guess you have a really specific message, right? So was there anyone, like, it doesn't sound like anyone necessarily went before you with this movement, but I'm assuming that you look up to people within the industry regardless. Would that be right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, to be honest, I find this question really, really hard to answer Mm. because there's so many people like there is so many people but I was 
really, really lucky. The first racing yard I ever worked in, I worked for a lady called Jessica Harrington and mm-hmm. she is a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And she now has her daughters in the yard, her son-in-law's in the yard. She is training hundreds of horses. She is unbelievable. She is probably one of the toughest bosses I've ever had in my life. But she was brilliant. She was so fair. She was so on the ball. She taught me more than she'll ever realize she has ever taught me. But I remember standing in the yard one day and she was being interviewed for Cheltenham and they were listing off all of her achievements. And I, I actually like my boss came over and they, they well, I say my boss, he co- caught me by the arm. He was like, Marin, you're standing with your mouth open. And it's just like we're actually working for like living history. Look mm. at this lady like she is unbelievable. So I will always say Jessica Harrington because. I go want to list off the other 47 people that are in my head. <laughs> amazing. She sounds amazing, though. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she is. I need and, to know this person. <laughs> well, the, the lads always laugh at me as well. And Sarah, I laugh at me now. But my mother-in-law is unbelievable. Oh, is. <laughs> She came on a podcast one day and it's just this is the best oh my god she's she's craft encyclopedia you go oh like my mare i she i think she's by athlete clover yeah this is who owns them this is who bred athlete this is (laughs) this is who like this is who bought them on these she will literally give you like a play-by-play she's just short of being like i was there when you fold (laughs) oh my god she is unbelievable like genuinely unbelievable and like to listen to her and to listen to the knowledge that she has but to also listen like she she was a law unto herself and she took it upon herself to get her stuff done and that (laughs) was it and to listen to how she had to change the way that she thought about things to try Mm. and continue like she'll tell stories about wanting to bring horses to shows and hacking them three hours up the road because she had nobody's driver but she wasn't going to stay at home oh my gosh she was gone and that was it yeah like there was so she and and I love it because she starts telling stories now like Fiona would be there and he'd be asking her questions about stuff and you know like well how did you get into that now Eileen or what made you do that like she breeds peacocks she's the only person in the world that I know that breeds peacocks oh my goodness I love that very very Bridgerton (laughs) like my house is full of peacocks like oh my gosh amazing oh my goodness is the Duke of Hastings also at your house (laughs) oh I wish (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you would say, but that's what she had to be able to have an income mm. and be at home because she was raising her kids and doing her thing. So she had her chickens, she had her ducks, she had her peacocks, she had her own vegetable garden. She like the woman used to do shopping once every two weeks. She fed three kids and a husband. Like, oh wow. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. Like, so I think I do think I am very, very lucky. Like I have had amazingly powerful women around me mm. all my life. Like my mom, my aunts, everything. And like they're not necessarily horsey women, but they're women that were well able to put you back in your place and tell you 
mm-hmm. when you want to do whatever um I would say for me not necessarily someone who was like well I've, I've got a couple so one person in particular who like anytime someone asks me this question jumps to mind every time is my auntie Siobhan now she's since passed away but she was incredible she like I have a memory of her hacking up the lane with my cousins on the bikes she was riding her she had a little 14-2 cob it was her favorite thing in the whole world she had a little um it was like a then as medical terms described it's basically a hip flask of chemo <laughs> she nice. was like a ta- oh gosh <laughs> the chemo on her hip the lads cycling around their bikes and she was going up to pace for a gallop <laughs> because her horse didn't gallop fast enough unless she was racing the bikes so she got the kids oh, and was God. going up to bring the horse for a proper gallop um and I suppose she first like from the day she was born was absolutely formidable she's the youngest in her, so there was eight in her family and she was wow. the youngest by 10 years so wow. she had that, uh, there were seven within six years of each other and then 10 years and she was born and like literally none of the lads gave her a harsh word <laughs> none of them said anything to her because she didn't take any hassle from anyone who you were what you were doing um she was a law unto her own completely a law unto her own she said what she thought if she thought it she didn't really care if she upset you because <laughs> if, if she upset you that was your fault she'd gotten oversensitive <laughs> <laughs> She was definitely right. So <laughs> what was the conversation? Um, so I suppose she's probably the biggest one that I would kind of draw from purely because she was she just did it as she saw it. Mm-hmm. And she had a really strong sense of right and wrong. And if you were on her team, she would do anything for you. Aww. And I think that's something that's really incredible. But also just her love of her horse and how she didn't let anything get in the way of her horse like she's there it. literally in between treatments being like um you said i can't ride my horse and i did and i fell off what's the repercussion <laughs> like literally looking at them going um can you fix this and they're like why would you ride a horse like why and she was like well it wasn't a question or they'd like you can't ride your horse and she was like okay i'll listen to them so she'd go out and clean out stables instead nice <laughs> That's the alternative <laughs> yeah 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 so I suppose she'd be a big one but at the same time there's so many people within the industry and not necessarily just women so like one that's jumping out of my head as well is Andrew Hughes and the reason why he's jumping is because of how willing he is to impart his information and help other people with what they're doing so like mm. he trains the with the young breeders so that was where I met him first and any question you have he has an answer to it and not only does he have an answer to it, he respects you enough to ask you your opinion too. And no, he'll, he'll just like, he'll kind of say, like, you'll come up to something and you'll be like, well, I think this. And he's like, okay, well, this is how I see it. What do you think of that? And we'll give you oh, a chance. It. And it's actually, it's so brilliant. I mean, there's no like, oh, women should do this. Or like, the, even you see him interacting, he in no way favors the lads. He's so impartial, gives everyone attention but he's just so willing to share the information, Mm. which in itself is an incredible thing to have the level of knowledge he does and to be like, great, next generation, what do you want to know? Ask me. I love that so much. And again, there's like this teensy tiny portion of like sadness as well, because I'm like, 
that's what should be happening like yeah. you know what I mean like what comes so easily to him is so lovely why is it not happening with like every other man with more movements like Equitas mm. and the power behind it it's with any bit of luck a conversation that the next generation or maybe the generation after won't have to have because yeah. it will be their norm yes you know, it will just be sure why not what's the difference yeah oh. yeah maybe it won't be women's rugby anymore <laughs> maybe it'll just be rugby yeah I've loved this chat so much though ladies have you any parting words would you like to tell everyone where they can find you what you want them to go and run to look up right now um so obviously the main thing is go look at Equitas like a lot of the time when there's women's movements it's just pink tax just put something pink on it Mm. and say for women and well done this is not what Equitas is Equitas is uh like the the whole tagline of empowering change together Mm. is the main focus of Equitas um it's giving so many women such a great opportunity to make our voices heard to try and amplify other women's voices and to create a movement that is based on equity and fairness and teaching and allowing everyone to learn and creating role models so it's really really brilliant um so obviously you can go on to the grassroots gazette www.thegrassrootsgazette.ie and there is also a page on that for equitas we are on instagram so the grassroots gazette on instagram equitas on instagram um and we have lots of live streams that go on there you can meet the incredible mike and shane albeit <laughs> virtually but you can still, you can still meet them um, and you can get to know some of the people in the community because genuinely there are so many powerhouses within the grassroots movement it's really inspiring to even get to have your name on the list but genuinely it's it's a brilliant movement so go follow all of the above <laughs> amazing i'll put it all in the show notes as well so people can just click on it amazing oh my god unreal marin do you have any parting words for our beautiful athenas um i think maybe don't ever doubt your ability Mm, if you have something to say find your tribe go find your equitas it mightn't be everybody's it might not be within the equine community it might be within the veterinary community but there is a way and where we all are where there's a will there's a way Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that well thank you so so much ladies this has been beautiful thank you for having us Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Athena's Mind Veterinary, the podcast. Come say hey on Instagram. I'm at Athena's Mind Veterinary. And don't forget to tag me in your stories if you liked this episode. I absolutely love hearing from you. Also, if you have any queries, you can email me at athenasmindveterinary at gmail.com. If you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, pretty please with sugar on top and ice cream in the middle leave us a review this just means that other veterinary professionals can find the podcast and benefit just as much as you have thank you so much and I'll see you soon